Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chavav, Daf 26 of Masech Rosh Hashanah. Uh, friends, today we talk about chauffeurs. Yeah, chauffeurs, like ram's horns. Well, that's a question, of course. Is it a ram's horn? Or maybe it's the horn of a wild goat. So we're going to start on Daf Chavav uh, at the Mishnah about seven lines into the page. Alright, that sounds nice. That all of the um, chauffeurs, all chauffeurs are kosher. Alright? But you can't use a cow's horn. Okay? Because that's not a chauffeur, it's a karen. Alright? Rabiosi says, wait a minute. All chauffeurs are called a karen. It says in Pasuk in Yoshu, it says, and it will be when they um, blow on the, on the horn of the ram. So we see even a ram's horn can be called a karen. So Rebiosi says, I don't understand. What's the big deal about a cow's horn being called a karen? I mean, even a chauffeur is called a karen. All right. In fact, the Gemara, Shaper Kamar Biosi. So the Gemara says, wait a second, Rabbi Yossi makes a good point. Like, I don't understand. The rabbis are saying, the Chachamim are saying that you can't use a cow's horn because that's a karen. But all horns are karens. So Rabban calls Shofarus, Ikru Shofar Vikru Karen, Depara Karen, Ikri Shofar Lo Ikri. Oh. So the Gemara answers, well, what the rabbis are saying is that Shofars are, sure, they're called karens, but they're at least also called chauffeurs. The thing is that a cow, its horn is only called a karen. It's not a chauffeur. We need a chauffeur. So therefore, uh, it's got to be like a ram's horn or something like that. It's got to be something that is at least called a chauffeur. A cow's horn isn't called a chauffeur. Let's go weiter. The Pasuk says, Bechor shoru hodulov karnerim karnev. Okay, so you have the firstborn of a uh, ox and uh, it's a lot of splendor and also karens. All right, so Pasuk in the context of Yosef, uh, in the brachis of uh, Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of uh, in, in, in Parshas uh, um, what, what's the last Parsha in the Torah called? Vizosa Bracha alright fine so we see that uh, cows have karens alright now Rabbi will reply to you Deparanami Ikri Shofar now Rabbi says wait a second wait a second the horn of a cow is also called a chauffeur. Dichsev, the Pazuk says, Vesitav Lashemi, shore par. And it'll be gewaldic to the Abishter, like a shore par, like a ox cow. Im shore lama par, vim par lama shore. So if it says ox, why does it say cow? If it says cow, why does it say ox? Ella, my shore par chauffeur. Alright, you see what happened there? Like shore par is like chauffeur, I guess. So we see that like, the, so the drasha is that the horn of a cow is also referred to as a shofar. Whereas the rabbis would uh, reply and say, no, that shore par thing is not saying that the horn of a cow is called a shofar. Rather, could have masna. They'll say, like, Rav masna, Dhamma Rav masna, my shore par. What's the deal with the shore par? Sheugadol kipar. Okay, that it's as big as a cow. Uh, Okay, that sounds nice, but uh, not necessarily a chauffeur. So, 
what do we see? So we see that according to the rabbis, you have to use, you know, well, let's just say this. Well, yeah, you have to use a shofar. You can't use a cow's horn because that's called a carrot. And now even though, you know, the ram's horn is also called a carrot, but at least it's called a shofar. The, the horn of a cow is not called a shofar ever. Now, uh, Rabiosi says not so fast. Because actually there's a drasha from which we learn shorpar means shofar. That the horn of a, of a cow is actually called a shofar, whereas the rabbis learn out a different drasha from that. They don't learn out that shorpar means that the horn of a cow is called a shofar. Ula Omar says, Ula, hainu taimadirabonan. So Ula says that this is the reason for the rabbis, that this is why the rabbis say that you're not allowed to use the horn of a cow. Like Rav Chizda, the Amr Rav Chizda says Rav Chizda, "Mipnei ma ein koin gadol nichnas bebig days of lifnai v'lifnim lavod avoda." How come the koin gadol does not wear the golden garments when he does the service in the Kodesh Kodashim on Yom Kippur? Interesting that this didn't come up in Masech the Yoma. At least you know I don't know I, I don't remember it coming up. I feel like this would be a very Masech very appropriate thing for Masech the Yoma. But anyways. Um, Rav says, how come the Kohen Gadol, when he does the Avoda in the Kodesh HaKodashim, remember when we learned about that, Mesech Yoma? How come he doesn't wear, you know, his, his golden garments, right? Wouldn't that be appropriate? Wear the most mechubad clothing that you have? If you she'en kateger, nice is Because the prosecutor does not become the defender. Um, the prosecutor does not come to the defender. Wow, this was like a kind of thing that like I remember learning in, in like elementary school. They would say, you know, if you have, right, this was like the example I remember from like elementary school. Like if you have a guy who's coming to like, I don't know, prosecute, like say that, I don't know, Ruvain killed Shimon or something, you shouldn't show up like with blood on his hands and and now he's got to say, wait a minute, you're convicting him of killing, but what's the deal with you? So anyways, the point being that uh, if you're coming to like a court case, you kind of don't want to put yourself in a defensive position. And therefore, um, the Kohen Gadol does not really want to be reminding God of the Cheda Egel when he goes to do the Avoda um, in the Kodesh HaKodashim. And therefore, he, right, the, the Egel was, of course, the golden calf that they built by Harsinai. So he doesn't want to go in with gold reminding God of the Cheda Egel. Velo, but one second. What's the big, what, like, why, why are we concerned about the gold over here? Ve'ika dam par. But what about the fact that part of the Avoda um, on Yom Kippur is the, the, the blood of the cow? And isn't that cow going to be reminiscent of the Cheda Egel? So ho ve'ishtini. Ishtini. So, um, since it's already changed, like you'd like kind of kill the cow and you're just using the blood, so it's not really such a big deal. Oh, sorry. And then just to tie it all up, so I mean, what's the point of Rav Chizda? Rav Chizda is saying that the Kohen Gadol doesn't go into the Kodesh Kodashim with the gold garments because we don't want to remind God uh, at this very sort of critical point of the Cheda Egel. So, also, we don't want to use the um, horn of a cow. Because again, we don't want to be blowing in the shofar with the horn of a cow that's going to remind God potentially of the Chere Egel. We just want to avoid that, so therefore we use a ram's horn. What about the fact that you have the Aron 
right, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and the Kaporis, and the Kruvim that are on it, Kilu, that's all gold. So what about the fact that there's gold in the Kodesh HaKadoshim while the Kohen Gadol is doing the Avoda itself? So, Chotei Bal Yakriv Ka'aminun. Yeah, but what we're saying is that we don't want, like, the Kohen Gadol to be sort of... um bringing in gold, right? Meaning, the Aron is already there, the Kruvma already there. Okay, fine, so they're already there. But, but the Kohen Gadol, who's like sort of, um, you know, facil- um, executing the Avoda, the one doing the Avoda in the Kodesh Kodashim, we don't want him to be sort of bringing in gold. The gold that's already there, fine, so Mimele, fine. But we don't want the Kohen Gadol sort of um, um, introducing gold of his own accord with him in the base in the Kodesh Kodashim during the Avod of Yom Kippur. But what about the fact that the Kohen Gadol is bringing in the spoon and the shovel when he brings the incense, and that's gold? We don't want, it means that we don't want him to be wrapping himself in garments and making himself beautiful with gold. Sure, if there's golden, you know, clay shards that we need, so fine. But, um, he shouldn't be adorning himself in gold when he goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. What about the fact that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, as we learned, Mesech the Yoma, he changes his clothes five times. So certain activities he does in the Big Day Lavan, in the white uh, garments. But certain activities, you know, like for example, the, the, the Talmud Shoshachar, he does wearing the, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he does... Wearing the, the, the regular big days of. So what about the fact that when he does those avodas, he's wearing the big days of? So we're saying, well, we're really only concerned about when he's in the Kodesh Kodashim. In the Kodesh Kodashim, we don't want him wearing the gold. Outside the Kodesh Kodashim, he can wear the gold. Shofar nami Yeah, but the shofar is, he's not blowing shofar inside uh, the Kodesh Kodashim. He's blowing shofar, uh, not in the Kodesh Kodashim. And therefore, so, you know, if we're only concerned about in Kateger, Nice, Senegar, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, well, you're not blowing Shofar on Rosh Hashanah in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, so what should be the problem with using a, a cow's horn? So, And for the Gemara, uh, well, yes, but since the whole point of the Shofar is to remind um, God about us, to, you know, judge us favorably, so... That, you know, that's, you know, reminiscent, similar to the avoda of the Kohen Gadol inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim to the extent that, you know, these are very sensitive times, right? The Kohen Gadol doing the avoda in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's like, you know, there's like a lot riding on that, on that, on that, on that time. It's coming so that we can get like forgiven and stuff. So here also, if we want to remind God through the blowing of the shofar to like remember us favorably, so we're not going to want to use the horn of a cow which might remind us, which might remind God of the Cheda uh, Egel. So rather just use the ram of a horn, which maybe will remind God of better things like maybe a Kedas Yitzchak or something like that, right? Didn't we see that recently? That why do we use a ram's horn to remember a Kedas Yitzchak? So that, that seems more appropriate than to use sort of a um, cow's horn. But one second, one second. One second. Ula is all of a sudden saying that the reason why the rabbis say that we don't want you to use a cow's horn is because of Ein Kateger, Nisus, and Eger. But the Mishnah said a different reason. The Mishnah said we don't use a cow's horn because it's called a Karen. 
So Pshad is that um, the rabbis are giving, or, you know, have two reasons for why you don't want to use the horn of a cow. Chada, um, they take an Isa Senegar. So number one, because we don't want the prosecutor to become the defender. We don't want that when we're, you know, asking God for a good year, that all of a sudden we should be using a, a cow's horn, which reminds him of, of the Chere Egel. And now we have to defend ourselves uh, about the Chere Egel. We just want to avoid that. The Od, and, and additionally, Mipneshu Karen, because it is a horn. Vibyosi, Omerloch, where Zabiosu will respond to you, to Kalmert and Kategonisis Sonegar, uh, the point that you made about in Kategonisis Neger, the prosecutor doesn't become the defender, that we don't want to use a cow's horn when, to bring our remembrance before God. So look, the in Kategonisis Neger thing is specifically the Avod of Yom Kippur in the Kodesh Kodashim. This is, um, uh, um, um, uh, you're blowing the shofar outside of the Kodesh Kodashim. It's not that big of a deal. You can use the uh, a cow, uh, a cow's horn. With the Kohomart, now which you mentioned, Mipneshu Karen, because it said, because um, the, the cow's horn is called a Karen, Kodesh Shofar is Namiku Karen. All uh, shofars are called a Karen after all, according to Cesar Biosi, and therefore Biosi does not have a problem with using the cow's horn. Abai Omar, Hainu Tamayu Abai says, this is why the rabbis say to avoid a cow's horn. That the Pasuk says, to, that the Torah says to use a shofar, singular, not multiple shofars. Whereas the cow's horn, I don't know, apparently cow's horns, they like, I don't know, grow like layers on it or something. I don't know, anybody know about this stuff? Apparently there's like layers on cow's horns or something. So it's almost like it's like multiple horns and we don't want multiple chauffeurs. We want just one chauffeur. But one second, the rabbis already explained why they say not to use uh, the horn of a cow because it's called a karen. So so Abai says no. It's there's two reasons. So kiluchad the shofar echad amar achmana v'loshnayim v'shlosha shofaros. So reason number one is we don't want you to use a cow's horn because we want you to use one horn, not multiple horns. Ve'od and more so mipneishu karen because um, the cow's horn is called a karen. We're looking for a shofar. Rabbi Omerlach and Rabbi Yosi will respond. The comment shofar echad amar achmana v'loshnayim v'shlosha shofaros. The argument that you make. That the Torah says one shofar and not multiple shofars came in the Mechabi Adodi Chadhu. Well, since all these shofars, these multiple shofars that you're talking about, the layers on the horn of the cow, since they're all ultimately connected to each other, so then it's really just one shofar. The comrade, Karen, and if you're going to say, right, in your argument about the fact that the shofar, that the cow of, that the horn of a cow is called a Karen, call the shofar is Nami Ekru Karen. So all of the shofars are really called a, um, Karen. Uh, anyways, even the uh, horn of a ram is also called a karen, as we saw from the pasuk in Yoshua when it says "Vayevim Shoch BeKaren Ayovel." It will be when you um, blow on the um, horn of the um, ram. Now, frakti Gemara, my mashma that Yovel lishna the dichru. How do you know that a yovel when it says "Vayevim Shoch BeKaren Ayovel"? How do you know that a yovel is a ram? So the Tanya, well, because we have a brisa. When I went to Arabia, hmm, are you calling the Dichri Yovel? All right, Darton in Arabia, they called um, a ram a Yovel. So 
there you go. Clearly, a ram is a yovel. When I went to a place called Galya, how you call the Nida Galmuda, they would call a Nida a Galmuda. My Galmuda, what's a Galmuda? Gemula Dami Baila. Galmuda means that Gemula Dami Baila, that uh, this woman who's a Nida right now is uh, separated from her husband uh, while she's a Nida. Vamra Bakiva says, When I went to Africa, how you call the Ma'a Ksita, a Ma'a, which is a certain coin uh, of, uh, what's that called? How do you say money? Uh, currency. Certain currency, or, or maybe just a coin of money or something. So they would call a ma'a aksita, a man of gemina, who cares? The frushe mea aksita de oraisa mea danke. Alright. Well, when it says mea aksita, that, uh, uh, Yaakov Avinu, that, um, you know, he bought this, uh, uh, the land that he was living on for a hundred aksita, so it's talking about, um, I don't know, it means like mea danke or something. I guess if you know that, Amao is a ksitas, and you can kind of know, now understand the Pasuk by, um, Yaakov Avinu that he bought, the, the land that he was living on from a hundred ksipta. But what's that in dollars? What's it in shekels? I don't know, this doesn't help us that much. Unless they can track, sort of, ksita to, uh, to dollars. Alright. But, uh, I don't see that. Maybe Tosfis talks about the conversion rates to dollars. Alright, but I didn't look at Tosfis. Um Rebbe says, Rebbe Kshalachti the when I travel to the, to the cities of the sea, how you call Mechira Kira. Alright, so they would say that Mechira selling is a Kira. Who cares? That, um, when Yaakov Avinu, um, says Asher Karisili, that I Karisid, it means that I bought there, I purchased it. Alright. Omri Bishim ben Lakish, Says, when I went to the uh, border of Cain Neshraya, they called a bride a ninfi and a rooster a sechvi. Where do we see have a pos- where do we have a posuk that uh, the fact that we call a kala a ninfi a bride a ninfi matters? The posuk says it means that this beautiful bride is the delight of the land. Says that they call a rooster a sechvi. What's the pasuk? Who um, places in the smoothness wisdom? And who gives to a rooster understanding? The smooth ones here. Right? Who put in the smooth ones wisdom? That's talking about the uh, um, um, what are those things called? Uh, kidneys. That the kidneys have wisdom. And who gave to the Sehvi uh, understanding that is the rooster, that the rooster Lamaise knows um, like when it's the morning and it's very, very special. Levi Iklalau Asra, Levi visited a certain place, also Gavilakami, and a certain fellow came up to Levi, Omar Lay, and he said to Levi, Kivon Planya, that so and so is a Kivon. He didn't know what's a kivon. Also, so what did he do? He went to the Beis HaMedrash. And he asked in the Beis HaMedrash. I guess that was the Google of the time. If you needed to Google something, you basically went to the Beis HaMedrash and asked the, and asked the Tamini Chacham over there. So, Amulei Gazlan. So, they said to him at the Beis HaMedrash, what he was saying, so this fellow came up to him and was saying that Plony so-and-so is a thief. Gazlan, Amalach. The Pazuk says, Ayikba Adam Elokim Vigomer. Will, uh, will, uh, a, a, um, 
fellow steel god. Alright. She says, if I was in Levi's shoes, I would have said, I would have said to him, well, I would try to figure out what it what Kivon Planya means. A fellow went up to Levi says, Kivon Planya. So and so is a Kivon. He didn't know what it was. So instead of trying to figure it out on his own, he went and asked in the base Hamedrish. So it says, Ravmi Bainish Tervashi, well, if I was Levi, I would have just tried to figure it out on my own. I would have said to this fellow, How did he Kivacha? With what did he Kivacha? And why did he Kivacha? And then I would have figured out, oh, from based on his answers, I would have been able to figure out, oh, he's talking about a thief. Whereas, why didn't Levi probe like that? Because Levi thought that this fellow was saying something about Arayos, saying something inappropriate, and he didn't really want to ask too many questions. Um, fine. Lohave Yodei Rabbanon Mai Serugin. So the, 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 the Mishnah says in Masech the Megillah that you're not allowed to read the Megillah the Seirugin. And the rabbis say, no, what's Seirugin? Shamu'a la'amsu devi rabbi t'chazasonu rabbonun t'avu'ayle piske piske. And then they heard the maidservant who worked in the household of Rebbe that when she saw that the rabbis were coming in like in like waves, like, you know, some of the rabbis would come in and then there would be a break and then other rabbis would come in and another lull. Uh, and she said to them, why are you coming in in like these like, you know, um, you know, uh, what are they called? Ebbs and flows and like whatever. Like why are you like, you're coming in a little bit. Why don't you all just come in at, the, at one time so, so that you can get the shear started. So then they realized that, oh, that's what that means. Okay, don't read a little bit of the Megillah and then stop and then read a little bit more and then stop. Don't do that. The rabbis didn't know what haluglogos were. What, what are Chaluglogos again? Um, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting what they are and I didn't write it down. It's um, Chaluglogos or... Um, I don't know, one second, let me look it up, one sec. Yeah, there's no way I was going to remember that. Purslane, purslane. Alright. So the rabbis didn't know what Chaluglogos were. So Yomachad, Shemuel, Amsa, the Rebbe, and then one day they heard the maidservant in the household of Rebbe, the Chozis, Laugavro, the Mivader, Parpochine, and uh, she saw a certain fellow was scattering purslane Amrle. She said to him, Admose at the Mephazer, Chagluglogech, Chagluglogech, oh yeah, I said that right. Um, and he, she said, why, why are you like scattering Chagluglogech? And they realized, oh, Chagluglogech is, um, Purslane. The rabbis didn't know what does the Pasuk mean when it says And then one time they heard the maidservant of the household of Rebbe that she was saying to a certain fellow and he was like curling his hair and she said to him when are you, you know, like why are you going to, I don't know, and to what point are you going to keep on curling your hair? So they realized, oh, means to curl. So like, the point is you should like curl the Torah. You should, you know, be in and out and moving around with the Torah and it's going to raise you up and like be very involved in the Torah. The rabbis didn't know what does the Pasuk mean when it says that I'm going to be with the Taite of Hashmid. And one time they heard the, the maid servant in the household of Rebbe that she said to her um, uh, um, colleague, Shakuli Tisa Vitaite Beisa. 
She said, well, why don't you hop around a, blue, a broom and sweep up? So they realized, oh, okay. It means that I'm going to sweep you up with a very destructive broom. Right? The rabbis didn't understand. What does the Pasuk mean? That throw on the Abishter, your Yehovcha, and then it'll take care of you. Amrab Babachana says, Babachana, Yomachad, Hava Azlina, Behade One time I was traveling with a certain Arab merchant, Hava Darina Tuna, and I was carrying a load. Vaamrali, and he said to me, Shkol Yehovech, Ushdiag Maloi, why don't you take your load and uh, put it on my camel? So we, uh, Rabbi Babachana realized, like, oh, I guess Yehovcha means your load. Throw on the Abish to your load, and he will take care of you. Friends, new Mishnah. Shofar shal Rosh Hashanah. Oh, so the shofar that we blow on Rosh Hashanah, shal Yoel Poshit, it's for, it's a straight shofar, and it comes from a wild goat. Ufiv mitzubazav, and the Gemara is going to explain, but Pashtus is right now in the Mishnah that the mouthpiece is of gold. And they would blow the shofar, and on either side of the shofar blower, at least in the Besamikdosh, so there would be um, um, the chatzotzris on either side. Alright? Shofar mayuch v'chatzotzris mekatzris. And then the, the, shofar would, the shofar blast would extend longer than the blast from the chatzotzris, the, the, the trumpets. Because after all, the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah is the shofar, not the trumpets. So there would be the shofar, which was a straight shofar coming from a wild goat. And the shofar would be blown in the middle. And on both sides, on either side was these trumpets. And they would blow them all together. And the shofar would kind of out, outlast the trumpets so that you would sort of hear the shofar at the end. Because that's sort of the main event on Rosh Hashanah. Now on fast days, on public fast days, which we're going to learn about in Masech that we're going to start learning in around a week. Um, so on public fast days, they would, they would blow the, the trumpets. So B'Shal Zcharim Kfufin, and together with the trumpets, they would also be, uh, you know, um, chauffeurs. So the chauffeur for the public fast days was um, um, from rams, Kfufin, and it, was, it wasn't straight, they were bent, kind of like the chauffeurs that we use. Ufin, Mitsupa Kesef, and the mouthpiece was covered in silver. Now on the fast days, there were two trumpets in the middle and the shofars were on either side of the trumpets. And on the public fast days, the um, trumpet blasts would outlast the shofar blasts. Because the mitzvah of um, uh, the fast days, right? The main, the main event, the main thing on the fast days was the trumpets rather than the shofars. The, on Yovel, as we learned the other week, that on Yom Kippur of Yovel, they would uh, blow shofar. So the shofar that they would use, they would use the same shofar on the Yom Kippur of Yovel as they would use for Rosh Hashanah as well, which we said was a straight um, wild goat's horn. And also on Yom Kippur of Yovel, there would be um, nine brachis in Musaf, just like Rosh Hashanah. Um, generally on Yom Kippur, there are seven brachas in Musaf, but on Yom Kippur of Yovel, there were nine, like on Rosh Hashanah. 
We use a ram's horn, which is what we do, um, and uh, but on Yom Kippur of Yovel, they would use a straight um, um, wild goat's horn. All right, that sounds very nice. Says the Gemara, Omri Blevi, says the Blevi, Mitzvah Shoshashonet, so says Levi that actually the shofar that they would use on Rosh Hashanah and on the Yom Kippur of Yovel, Bikfufin, they were actually a ram's horn that was um, a, a bent ram's horn. And the rest of the year, i.e. on public fast days, they would use the wild goat's um, horn that was uh, straight. All right, fine. But one second, our Mishnah had said that the shofar of Rosh Hashanah was a straight wild goat's horn, not a bent ram's horn. So the Amr Kiatano, so late Reb Levi says, basically like Reb Yehuda, the Tana is we learn in the Bryce, Reb Yehuda Omer says, Reb Yehuda, Rosh Hashanah, are you talking about Shalzcharim Kfufin, that in Rosh Hashanah they would use the, um, uh, a ram's horn that was bent, and in Yom Kippur of uh, Yovel, they would use a straight um, wild goat's horn. Why doesn't Reb Levi just say it? Right? Meaning, Levi says that on Rosh Hashanah they would use a ram's horn. So, why doesn't he just say that the is like Reb Yehuda? Because that's what Reb Yehuda says, and Rosh Hashanah used a ram's horn. So, answers the Gemara. Um, so, well, if Levi would just say that Allah is like um, Rabbi Yehuda, well, Rabbi Yehuda says two things. He says that on Rosh Hashanah you use a bent ram's horn, which Levi agrees with, but Levi says that also on Yom Kippur of Yovel you use the bent ram's horn. Um, whereas Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Rabbi Yehuda would say, that on Yom Kippur of Yovel, you would use a straight um, um, uh, wild goat's horn. So therefore, uh, Levi had to specify that on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur of Yovel, you use a um, uh, ram's, a bent ram's horn, um, not right. And even though he agrees with Rabbi Yehuda with regard to the bent ram's horn on Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Yehuda would say that on Yom Kippur of Yovel, it would be a straight wild goat's horn. Whereas Levi says, no, even on Yom Kippur of Yovel, it would also be a um, bent uh, ram's horn. Alright, that's very nice. What's the machlokas between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yehuda? How come the Tanakhama says that in Rosh Hashanah you use a straight wild goat's horn and on Yom Kippur of Yovel you use a bent ram's horn, whereas Rabbi Yehuda says vice versa. So... So Rabbi Yehuda assumes that on Rosh Hashanah, you want a person to be like humbled and bending himself over and su- submitting himself to the Abishter. So therefore we use a bent ram's horn to signify that we should be bent over on Rosh Hashanah. Um, whereas on Yom Kippur, I guess, uh, you don't need that, then you can be kind of straighter. So you use the straight wild goat's horn. Um, um, so Rabbi Yehuda 
Whereas Tanakama assumes that no, and Rosh Hashanah better to kind of have your hands extended in prayer straight, and that's why they recommend using a, a straight wild goat's horn. Whereas on fast days, and I guess Yom Kippur included of Yovel, uh, you kind of want to submit and bend yourself over before the Abishter. So that's why they say to use a bent uh, ram's horn on uh, uh, Yom Kippur of Yovel. Well, friends, that was Dafer Chavav, Mesechta Rosh Hashanah. So the first, uh, so we had two Mishnahs in today's Daf. The first Mishnah says that according to the Tanakhama, you can use any kind of shofar on Rosh Hashanah, no problem. Just don't use the shofar uh, uh, from a, uh, a cow. Don't use a cow's horn. Um, whereas Rabbi Yossi says you can even use a cow's horn. We tried to understand why. So the Mishnah said because the horn of a cow is called a karen. Now Rabbi Yossi points out that yes, but all shofars are called karens. So the Gemara had said, well, yes, but other shofars are called shofar as well as karen, whereas the cow is only called a karen. And Rabbi Yossi disagreed and said, actually, you can make the argument from shor par, shofar, that that's also a, um, you know, even a cow is also called a shofar. Okay, then we saw uh, the opinion of Ula based on Rav Chizda, who says that, Rav Chizda says that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur doesn't wear the big day Zov inside the Kodesh Kodashim because in Kategor, Nisus, and Eger, that the prosecutor doesn't become the defender. So here also, we don't want to be using for the shofar um, a cow's horn because that's reminiscent of the uh, Egel Azov, which was a calf, a cow. So, Zeu. And, okay, fine. And then we also saw the opinion of Abaye, which is that, well, it says shofar, which is singular, and as a, uh, opposed to a cow's horn, which kind of like grows in like um, layers of stuff. So it's kilo, it's like multiple. All right. Then we saw um, the opinion of the Tana. We saw another mission where we said that Davkan Rosh Hashanah, you use um, a, a, wild, a straight wild goat's horn and on um, uh, Yom Kippur of Yovel, you use a uh, bent um, ram's horn. No, I'm sorry. Um, the the, 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 the Tanakhama says that both on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur of Yovel, you would use a um, straight um, ram's horn. Uh, you would use a straight wild goat's horn. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I made a mistake there at the end. Sorry. Uh, both on, on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur of Yovel, you would use a straight wild um, uh, goat's horn. Uh, but on... Um, the fast days you would use a bent um, ram's horn, whereas Rabbi Yehuda says no. On Rosh Hashanah you use a um, bent ram's horn, and on Yom Kippur of Yovel you use a straight wild goat's horn. And Levi says that both on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur of Yovel you would use the um, um, uh, bent ram's horn. Uh, well, there you go. Friends, that was the Chavav. Masech the Rosh Hashanah. Hope you enjoyed. Cheers.